Hey, this is Kelsey Birchall, and you're listening to The Stoke Podcast. Hello. Uh, welcome to another episode of The Stoke Podcast. All right, so uh, today we are going to be going over some um, common nutrition questions that I get on a very regular basis. Um, people just asking about certain things. Um, we have five, okay, that we're going to be going over today. Um, so I hope this helps guys with whatever situation you're in um, and whatever you can um, take away from this and hopefully apply and um, help bring some clarity to just some things that are confusing. Uh, all right, so let's jump right in. Um, so the first question I get a lot is what is intermittent fasting and and should I do it? You know, you hear a lot about it. So I just kind of wanted to bring some clarity to that. Um, basically intermittent fasting is when you, um, take a certain amount of hours and you don't eat and then you eat for another certain amount of hours. So some people do a 12, uh, like a 12, 12, so they won't eat for 12 hours and they'll eat for 12 or, um, like, I don't know the other, like, uh, 14, 10, which is like, won't eat for 14 hours or will eat for 10, um, and the idea is that it allows your insulin to blah, 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 blah. Now, all this stuff is great, and I'm not against fasting. However, it's not this magical thing. All it is really is a, is a calorie restriction. That's all it does. It just takes away the amount of calories that you may eat um, naturally. So if you don't eat until lunchtime every day now you only have between lunchtime and the time you go to sleep to eat and so the idea is you'll naturally eat less calories if you're anything like me I would have the mindset of like well I haven't eaten since 12 so I'm gonna eat everything um so yeah I've tried it and it lasted about a day (laughs) um so don't think it's some magical thing you know, people have all these crazy, crazy results from it. Um, all it is, is just a calorie restriction. It's nothing more than if you were to count your macros and been at a caloric deficit. There's no juju there. (laughs) All right. Uh, let's move on. So the second one, um, I get a lot is what about bread? (laughs) Do you eat bread? How many times do you eat bread? (laughs) What kind of bread do you eat? Um, so here's the thing with bread. It, it kind of depends on a couple things. It's not um, the worst thing in the world and it's not the best thing in the world. Um, my question is really, what does the rest of your diet look like? You know, just because you eat bread or you don't eat bread, that doesn't tell me what else you're eating. Um, so if you're, you know, eating a very highly processed um, diet, like a, a, a standard American diet, and you ask me if you should be eating bread, I'd probably say, uh, no, we should probably be working on getting real food in your diet. Um, so the second thing it kind of depends on also is what, what is your activity level? Um, bread is very calorically dense compared to its weight. So for instance, um, if you weighed like an orange, um, like 50 grams in weight, uh, compared to 50 grams in weight of bread it's like 37 calories would come from the orange and like 237 calories would come from the bread so it's it's a very calorically dense food um for what you're getting if that makes sense uh so I don't 
really think it's like the devil or anything. I just think, you know, if you have a piece of bread or two once or twice a week, it's not going to kill you. But if it's in your diet a couple times a day at almost every meal, I would say you should definitely look into changing that out for maybe some type of potato or some type of um, uh, like some 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 type of grain or something that's not processed. Okay. Um, so remember, we're always trying to eat real food and there's no like bread tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> it has to go through a process in order to become bread. Um, yeah, I probably eat bread probably once or twice a week. Um, and that's just, that seems to work for me. So yeah, if you're highly active, like if you're doing like Ironman training and, and your problem is that you need more calories, yeah, you need to be eating bread for sure. Um, the third one, um, <laughs> that I get asked a lot is what about dried fruit? It's just apples. We're the ingredients. It's just apples. Um, or it's just like, dried plantains <laughs> like um it's kind of the same idea with the whole bread thing um they're very calorically dense um per like weight so um all they do really is they remove the water the water weight from that fruit right so like if you're eating apple chips or banana chips um dried strawberries dried blueberries I mean so it's really tasty right and you could just eat it and eat it and eat it um but per gram of weight like if you're weighing um for instance like 50 grams in weight which is about a half cup let's say um 50 grams in weight of fresh blueberries compared to 50 grams in weight of dried blueberries it would be a very um dramatic caloric difference right there um, the fresh blueberries would be a lot less calories and carbs that you would be consuming compared to that same amount in weight of the dried blueberries. Um, so said another way, <laughs> can you eat four real apples in one setting? Like in, in a 10 to 15 minute period, can you sit down and eat four apples? Probably not. Right. But why can you eat an entire bag of dried cinnamon apple chips? And that would come out to about four apple, apples. Like, what? why? Um, so the idea is they're literally, they just remove that water from the apple. And um, that, that water weight, the natural water weight of an apple, is what it tells your brain, like, hey, that's enough. So they're removing that little stop sign. Um, that's why you can eat way more calories than you normally would if you were to eat it in its natural form. Okay. So this is what food processing does it really jacks with our brain's ability to say stop um, so I honestly don't even buy dried fruit because it's so delicious to me that I can just eat it and eat it and eat it and you almost have this like oh but it's 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 just apples or it's just cranberries yeah but you're like finished two bags later and you've had like almost 800 calories from it you know so I just stay away from it um, I try to stick with the real thing <laughs> Um, all right. Number four, what kind of protein supplement is best? So I, I get questions all the time about, should I have whey protein? Should I have now? Now I'm not talking about, um, like actual meat or anything. I'm talking about protein supplements. Okay. So whey, um, collagen, casein, plant-based, um, hemp's, whatever. There's a lot of different types of protein you can have. Um, what, you know, people ask, what's the best? What's the best? Or should I do it or should I stay away? Um, so here's the thing. 
protein, the average person that is somewhat aware of their diet, they're not hitting the amount of protein that they really need to be hitting. Um, there's a recommendation from EC, um, Optimized Me Nutrition, and she recommends uh, 0.7 to 1.0 times your weight in, in grams of protein. So like, for instance, I weigh 145 pounds. That would be about, uh, I think it's like 120 grams to 145 grams of protein I should eat in a day. Now, I eat 140 grams of protein a day. I have no problem with that, but it's been a lot of practice for me. So anyways, what I was saying was that most people are not even eating the amount of protein that they need to be eating in a day. So that's where supplements come in where it's like, hey, if this is going to help you get your protein goal every day, do it. You know what I mean? But let's take a look at what supplements, I'm sorry, what um, protein sources may be more optimal or less optimal. Um... I, I wouldn't say that any of them are technically bad. Maybe just the ones that are packed with cane sugar and like all these crazy chemicals and stuff. I wouldn't like, you know, the, you know, those big tubs you see like at GNC or whatever. And it's like literally like a gallon of protein and it says like mass gains. Like I probably would stay away from stuff like that. Um, so there's, Will will collagen, for instance, um, affect someone less than whey protein? For the average person, no. It really doesn't matter. Um, now, there are complete sources of protein. So this is uh, a complete source of protein is whatever has the nine essential amino acids, right? So the complete sources are animal products. Now, that is whey protein and casein protein. Um, if you're looking at supplements, um, the least, the lowest in those nine essential amino acids, including BCCAs and everything is collagen. So that's at the lowest end of the spectrum. Now, does that mean collagen is bad? No, but if you're only getting your protein every single day from collagen, that's not good. So the biggest thing I say here is literally just keep everything diverse. Have some whey protein when you wait, um, when you work out. You know, throw some collagen in your coffee. Um, maybe have some plant-based protein a couple times a week. Like, just change it up. Um, but whatever will help you get to your protein goal, like naturally, whatever's going to get you there is probably your best option. I have whey protein every day. I have plant-based protein probably once a week. I have collagen probably once a week. And then the rest of my protein comes from meat and eggs and cheese and that kind of stuff. Um, so just take a look when you are shopping for protein, just simply take a look at the um, ingredients list. And if it's this long list of things you can't um, ex like pronounce and there's like cane sugar and dextrose and all this stuff, I'd stay away from that. Try to stick to a, a cleaner version, like a whey protein isolate or something like that. All right, guys. And the last thing uh, for today is dun, 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 cheat meals. <laughs> All right. So, um, I get a ton of questions about this. Like when I post about eating a donut or something and people always ask like, Oh my gosh, is that how your diet is all the time? Like how many times do you cheat? Blah, blah, blah. First of all, I hate the word cheat meal because it's, it's implying something negative. Um, where I 
kind of just say like now like hey I need to eat something bad you know like it's been two weeks of eating extremely clean I need to eat like a pizza right now um so what's the deal with them right it's hard to say for the it's hard to make an like a, a general statement about cheat meals um I would have to see what the rest of your diet looks like. I would have to see um, how much you're moving. Um, You know, you you can't just say, oh, yeah, there's a great, like, have five cheat meals a week. Like, it depends what your goals are and all this. There's a lot that goes into it. But um, just generally speaking, we want flexibility, okay? Um, Precision nutrition, it's where I'm getting my um, nutrition schooling from right now uh, they have a quote that says a diet that won't bend will break and so the idea is like if you're so strict like I'm not going to have one grain of sugar or one ounce of like processed food ever you know two months from now you're probably going to go crazy because that's just what we're surrounded with you know so you want to be flexible to an extent you want to have those days or those meals where you're not so worried about what you're eating or, you know, let's say it's your birthday or a holiday or something, you want some type of flexibility. You don't want too much to where you're not even hitting your goals. Okay, so what, where's the balance, right? So the good part about cheat meals, quote unquote, is it allows your brain to kind of like relax. It kind of gives you this thing to look forward to. It allows you to be so much more sustainable, um, the problem with them, though, is if you do it in the wrong amount and the wrong amount of times, um, it can undo a lot of what you worked for. Um, so, for instance, if you're extremely strict Monday through Friday and Saturday and Sunday come and you just go all out all day Saturday, all day Sunday, remember, your body doesn't count calories day by day it counts calories like week by week for instance so like if you're you know your overall total calories eaten or macronutrients eaten over a week period is what really defines your weight loss or weight gain not day by day so you know like you want to make sure that when you are having those cheat meals that we're not going overboard to where all day Saturday, all day Sunday, you're going crazy. Now for the overall week, your calories have gone up like crazy because of that. You just undid all that hard work that you did Monday through Friday. We don't want that. That's that's the problem. That's when it's taken um, really into the to, to the other extreme. Um, yes, we want to enjoy ourselves, <laughs> but you can't be crazy about it. Um, and a good measure for this is like, oh my gosh, how many cheat meals should I have? Should I have a cheat day? Should I have a cheat meal? Um, what, what is your progress week by week? So when Monday rolls around, are you heavier than you were? Are you lighter than you were? Are you slower or are you faster? Whatever your goal is, you know, whether you're measuring yourself or weighing yourself or looking at pictures or trying to build muscle mass or whatever it is, performance, are those goals changing? And if you see week after week after week and you're just like, okay, I haven't lost a half a pound. I'm just at the exact same weight. Maybe you should limit those cheat meals. Maybe you're used to having three cheat meals a week. Let's cut that down to one. Um, That's kind of a really good measure because I think it depends on the person. Uh, So I think, hey, I'm all for having a meal that you're not 
you're not counting or you're not tracking. You just kind of enjoy that pizza or you enjoy that ice cream or donut, whatever. I'm all about that. But for every person, I think it really differs on how often and how much that is. Um, If you're anything like me, when I start to have sugar um, day after day, I start to crave it again. And I I get frustrated because I'm like, dude, I've spent so long breaking the sugar addiction. And now I just spent the weekend eating sugar every day. And now Monday comes around and I'm craving it again. Uh, So I like to have sugar. I try to have it about once a week. Um, When I say sugar, I'm saying like an actual dessert or like something with added sugar in it. Um, So if you're not fully tracking everything you're eating and you're kind of just like, eh, I would really reduce your cheat meals. Um, But if you are, you know, tracking your macros and you're counting, you know, you could really work those in throughout the week and, and you'll be just fine. So honestly, if I were to give a recommendation, I would say anywhere between three and one, three cheat meals to one cheat meal depending on you um but that is kind of like I don't know that's a sticky situation but um yeah just make sure you take a look at your goals and and if you're reaching those goals and stuff then you're probably on track um all right guys so to summarize we had five main nutrition questions what is intermittent fasting uh what about bread (laughs) is dried fruit good for you what kind of protein supplement is best and to end it off we talked about cheat meals so if you guys have any other questions please dm me um on my instagram um or email me and i would love to answer those Um, and if i don't know the answer i'd love to research it for you Um, so, all right, guys, have a great week, um, and let's go get it.